Disturbed, everyone. I'm Darren Carp, and I'm with <laughs> John Thrasher today. Sorry about Hi. that. Hi. Yeah, Sorry, no, that I, was a lot. That it's just a, lot. a surprise you, mm. um, and I like, you know, keeping you on your toes. Now, everyone knows we're on Zoom, and only certain people get to see the Zoom, but listen to our NMR from a few days ago, and you will find out why I'm complimenting John on his hair. And why he looks very good and put together today. I put on lipstick for you. This I was going to say, you've got a nice red lip. I always like when you wear bold colors. I, I uh, wore it to my family's Passover. I think I forgot to say this in NMR. Right. In the car, uh, my mom was like, I love that lipstick. And I was like, you and John Thrasher both. So you and my mom, <laughs> once again... Yeah. have something in common she and i are very like-minded i've noticed over the years like when you describe her i f i hear myself in her yeah um yeah so that makes sense and thank you for the nice compliment um i got a haircut that's really the only difference i did find you'll hear on the if you go back and listen to nmr um i found a new product i like and it's working what can i say you know and listen if it works for you it works for it you. works like, like my let me God. say though I, I mean i won't go too much into it but my hair is just so soft and I have really thick hair and when I wash it, it gets real dry and frizzy. So like, mm -hmm. you know, for me, for the, for a couple of days after I wash my hair, it's always like, what's, what's it going to do? And it also curls, which is do you nice. Wash it every day? No, no. I wash it like twice a week, sometimes three times a week, depending on my pickleball tennis schedule. That means I don't you want... don't let water touch it or you don't put product in it. Oh, I just twice. don't use shampoo. Got yeah, it. I'm rinsing. Sometimes I'll condition in between washes because you're not supposed to wash every single day. I know. That's what they yeah. say, but I always You do. do? I really can't not wash my hair every day. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You have such that. beautiful, nice... You and I have very, like, similar hair, actually. Like, Thank you. It's so thick and it's like... So you're complimenting me, but really complimenting you? I really think... That was for me. Yeah, that was the yeah. thing for me. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I know it was. Anyway, um, but this isn't a hair podcast, so I should. No, out. this isn't. We'll get into that in NMR. But I wanted to just shout out last week's case because I'm mm. still kind of thinking about it. Me too. The, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking about like yeah. the culpability, and we talk a little bit about the subway shooter that graced our presence in New York last yeah. week, and. You know, we did talk about how everyone checked in, but now they've been caught after, as SNL says, he was finally caught after 30 hours and after he turned himself in, uh, which was <laughs> hilarious. Right. Er did he Adams. turn himself in? I thought somebody yeah. found him. No, he, he he called in being like, I heard you guys are looking for me. And then he wasn't there. Oh. And he was. And then whatever. He left. And then, then they finally got him. But, oh, okay. Uh, I, didn't I don't know. know that. It just, I don't know. Him calling himself in. Reminded me a little bit of the case from a little bit ago of just being like, if you know right from wrong, mm, can you still right. plead some sort of insanity defense? Even though I think that if you're willing to kill a bunch of people, and granted, Subway Shooter didn't kill anyone, so he's technically not a murderer, but he is attempted to. But still, yeah, by again, luck, right. But still not, you know, just by yeah. court of law, he didn't. So yeah. there's that. I want to get the terms right. But um it's just kind of like, are you mentally ill or not? Like, yeah. it just goes to show how important mental illness should be at the forefront of so much of our totally. criminal justice system. And it really, really isn't. And it's hard to know all the, I don't know, the ins and outs of everything. But mm -hmm. um, No, that's a great point. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just very interesting. Very it's funny interesting. because we've done how many episodes now? Hundreds and hundreds. And I agree with you. Like that conversation we had from the last episode really stuck with me. I was driving over the weekend, which you can hear all about on NMR as well. 
And I, w- I caught myself thinking about that multiple times, you know, not right? just and not just with that case, but just other cases. And yeah, even the subway shooter and, you know, just everyday life even, you know. Yeah, exactly. It just it, it made me think. Um, yeah. But we have another case that's going to make us think today. John, are you drinking? drinking? I'm drinking because let me tell you something. And I'm Uh-oh. again, if you're not if you're not listening to NMR, you're missing out. And I won't go into it too deeply. But it's now seven o'clock at night on we're recording a little earlier this week on a Monday night and it is still snowing. That's right, Darren. It's been snowing all day long. I'm snowed in my house. It is a blizzard. It's usually it's weird because you're more southern than me. So you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. When did the snow start? This um, I guess overnight because I woke up and there was it, no, you know what? I woke up this morning around I think it was like 830. And I was like, are you kidding me? There's like a little bit of snow. And I thought, it's spring. It's going to melt away. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. Here we are, 7 o'clock. last week. Yeah. Yeah, 7 o'clock, it's still there. Well, yeah, yeah, because um, I don't know. Like, a lot of people, like in New York, people often forget that, like, March is still very much so in the winter. Like, we get a snowstorm, I feel like, always in March. Everyone thinks it's January, February, but it's always in March. And this year, we really didn't get any of them. And sometimes the April... Mm -hmm. last minute snowstorm ties to peep out of whatever the hell it's doing so i guess this was that i'm curious so my drink it's it's rainy here but i wonder if that just converted to rain as it got up to me anyway wait i thought you were gonna say i I, i'm curious what you're drinking that's why i said my drink so sorry to jump in on you on no i i I was just no 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 i was gonna say what are you drinking but it is really confusing when it's like april almost at may by the way are snowed in and kind of What's considered like the South? I, I know, yeah, it's weird because I'm only a couple hours away from you, but um, yeah, it's supposed to be 80 this week. So in order um, to enjoy my my evening in, I'm having a little Bailey's and hot chocolate. Okay, oh, it's a throwback. Wow, and shout out to my a... friend, yeah, shout out to my friend Brienne who got me the apple pie Bailey's I haven't finished yet. So that's what I'm having. I um, I think I've talked about how I'm sure I have. I'm a very big seltzer drinker. I've talked mm-hmm. to you about the little toys that you tend yeah. to drink. Yep. I'm a vintage seltzer gal. That's but right. I find that the one of the better ones is Topo Chico. Have I mentioned Topo Chico to you? You haven't, but I have a colleague at my office who loves Topo Chico. Yeah. Yes, my our friend Dan loves Topo Chico. Yeah. Whenever I go over to Dan's place, he always has Topo yes. Chico. In fact, Dan was the one to get me into grapefruit Topo Chico. But that's, that's not necessarily what I'm drinking because they okay. make hard seltzers Topo Chico does that I've had and I've normally I love a high noon but I don't normally like the um like the white claws and the trulies because it's just like it's like malt liquor and it doesn't make me feel good but the Topo Chico hard seltzers not only are the flavors good and the the seltzers good it's a very good drink so I am I'm I'm drinking one of those today and I just kind of wanted to shout that out and by the way they're not advertising on our show but hey if you want to you can that's not a problem but hey Topo Chico please do it we got a a Topo Chico and Chico right here we're ready the amount of bottles of Bailey's that have been sold because of me over the years I have to say I you're the only reason Bailey sold any of those fucking like apple pie, you apple might be right. pumpkin pie yeah. things because all the fans were pumpkin pie. That sounds good. Now we're talking. God Bailey's, damn, are you listening? We're gonna send it. this episode to Bailey's, and I'm not kidding. I'm gonna be like, guys, we should hey. tag them. No, we I'm gonna just, tag them. We're, we should. We tag I, them. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna send this email first. I'm gonna be like, listen to this episode. 
We talk about Bailey's. We love you guys. You definitely have sold at least tens of bottles. Six bottles because <laughs> of, of us. Of Bailey's because of us. And then next week, maybe we'll do a full out campaign where like our we, we get you guys listening to like tag Bailey's and be like, come on, Bailey's, what are you doing? Yeah, like. Okay, uh, we'll figure uh, it out. We got it. And we Topo got Chico. It. And Topo Chico. Sorry. Really yes. just Coca Cola, but that's fine. That's fine too. Sounds that's delicious fine. to me. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's we get, get into, into this yes. week's case. Let's do it. Because we diverge too much because we're besties. Okay, so yeah. any. Oh. 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 Um, a unf- few moments. A few later. moments later. <laughs> okay, there we go. Then we there get we into go. the case. All right, here we go. So on February 10th, 1929, Priscilla Ford was born in Michigan. In 1957, at the age of 28, Priscilla, who only possessed a high school education, was hired as a school teacher in a one-room schoolhouse in, and I'm going to butcher this, Dowagiac, Michigan. Dwegiac, I do have a Dowagiac, yeah, Dowagiac. Like Although yeah. I will say, 1957, at the age of 28, not yeah. a lot of women were going to college back yeah. then. That's true. Um, my grandmother, I believe, on my mom's side, was the mm-hmm. only grandparent that went. My mom's going to listen to this and probably correct me, so I apologize, <laughs> mom, if I'm getting this wrong. But I believe it was the only one out of my four grandparents who had a college education, and she got her master's. My grandmother wow. was my mom's high school English teacher. Can you believe that? Your grandmother was your... So my her mom's, mom. Yeah. 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 Oh. Having a parent as your teacher is like terrifying oh i can't even i can't even imagine doing that i would be really upset by the way i do have a friend ian in michigan who's a listener of the show ian you're gonna have to let me know if this is how i pronounce dowagiac dowagiac it's kind of a cool name it sounds like maybe native american in 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 big in what's the word origin What's what happened word? to my brain just then? Anyway. I don't know. We're only at bullet point number one. I know, literally. So this we have... is going to be very good show. <laughs> I can already tell. But there you go. Okay, so at first, school board officials were nervous about hiring her, and skeptical of her abilities, she was the district's first black teacher. So oh. in those days, that meant skepticism, of course. It's still some days. And unfortunately, it still does. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah right. Soon, however, Priscilla was able to prove herself to the board, who came to view her as an extremely gifted teacher who cared about her students. Also in 1957, Priscilla shot her husband and herself, allegedly in self-defense. She told authorities that her husband hit her, which led to the incident. And there's not a ton more reporting on this. Um, We just know what we know, but these are things that happen. Uh, uh, She survived. Um... Yeah, enough to lose the tail. I mean, she's only 28 about it. And so from what we know, if she's saying self-defense, you know, obviously one hit or one slap might not warrant justification for holding out a gun and shooting another person. But, and I'm going to be very light on the topic here just because it seems so sensitive, but it does seem that if this was repetitive and she had no other way, then self-defense would be a fair point here. But I'm not confident that like... Your husband slaps you, which is horrible, or hits you, which is horrible, still necessarily warrants self-defense if you killed him. But uh, totally. let's see what else we got here. That's true, because a couple years later, 1963, Priscilla gave birth to her daughter, Winter Scott, which I love that name, W-Y-N-T-R. By the way, winter here in Maryland, of course, yes. as it's snowing uh, and blizzarding. Blizzarding. No, blizzarding. 
you, you know, f you never hear fall or spring as names. You hear winter and you hear summer. That's you true. Fall or spring, even though fall or spring are arguably the better seasons. That's, well, well, Ooh. are they? Autumn. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. autumn. Yeah, autumn is more that. That's so. good. Oh. You, you say know what? autumn or fall. I never thought about that. I know. Yeah, I say fall, but a lot of people say autumn. Either is there way. another word for spring that also is a... Um, the April, May is <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah, April and May. All right, we're okay. digressing. Here we we're go. We're digressing. Yes. Okay. Winter Scott. Okay. okay. Winter Scott was born, and then in 1966, Priscilla graduated with a BA in teaching, all the while continuing to teach at the school. So she finally got her yes. college education. And in 1970, Priscilla's friends and family began to note that her behavior was becoming increasingly, increasingly troubling. Not increasably, John. Um, as far as you know, it's not that. that <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Not invented yet. That's yes. right. Uh, Priscilla had started talking about instances of seeing her deceased husband standing across the street from her home. This is like you with that little girl <sighs> and your friends was like, oh, yeah, I just saw a little girl, but no big deal. No big deal. But I just saw one, too. So it is a big deal. Right. I don't like the you know what it reminds me of Michael Myers from the Halloween oh. movies. He was always oh, yeah. just kind of like standing in just the right spot that would be freaking you out. Remember the I don't remember. I don't remember if it was the first or the second one, but the one where he's like standing in the clotheslines outside of. God, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was a lot. As something just yeah. fell in my bathtub. I just heard bat noise in my Wait, bathroom. Can you go check what it is? Should I right now? Just go run and go see what it is. Should if I something go? Fell, just tell me if something's spinning. Go. We're going to take this. We're, and then when and we then come you, back, I'm going to do a few moments later. Hey, I was just going to okay. say, just go run. Go do okay. it right now. I got to see what the hell okay, this is. Okay. I'm, I'm actually terrified. Stand by. You're fine. You're, you're going to be totally fine. John's getting up. He's scurrying away, but he has... A blurred background, which looks like he's in space right now. So it's hard to say when he's going to come back into the ether. But we do know that something fell in his bathroom. He's scampering over. And I'm very curious oh to see. He's yelling, oh, my God. Hold on. I got to put my he's headphones willing, on. He's got to put his headphones on. He said, oh, my God. The do I've been narrating with the audience the entire time of what I've been oh. seeing. Okay. So you're back. I'm back. And it's a few moments later. And while describing this woman's deceased husband, yes, my loofah, uh. which I have. Okay, so let me explain. I have like a suction cup hook that you buy at like Walmart. Do you know what I'm talking sure. about? Of course. In my bathroom, in my bathtub, I should say, or whatever, my shower. And that's where I hang my loofah. And that fell down. That fell down while I'm talking about someone's deceased husband. Do I need to get? I need to get out of this house. I will say those suction cup hooks just never work. They never work, but I will say, this one had been fine. It does fall like literally twice a year. Literally twice a year, and when it does, but it's gonna I, happen right now. When but it happens recording. now, and when it does yeah, fall, know. I'm like, I'm, I pretend like it's like, oh, it's like. The full moon of the of the fifth month. It's you know, like I make and a little like, joke Ooh. to myself, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Let me just like re, re, re loof, re my re my doof. You know what yes. I mean? Re your doof. Re We're seeing doof. Priscilla starts talking about instances yeah. of seeing her husband. basically dead shot husband across yeah. the street from her home. And I was just talking about Michael Myers. 
I don't know. When it's I a lot. I think of Michael Myers, and I understand that this is different, but when I think of Michael Myers and murder, I think of Michael Myers in the a comedian. movie. Oh. Uh, but I think of the comedian, and I <laughs> yeah. think of I Married an Axe Murderer. Do you remember that movie? Oh, I know what you're talking about, it's but like I It's kind of funny, it. yeah. but it was like, if anyone remembers it and you have nostalgia, whatever someone says Mike Myers, even though I know it's Halloween, yeah. for some reason I just think Mike Myers and I Married an Axe Murderer, <laughs> right. so my... Circuits are off. All right. Anyway. Well, everything, let's regroup our circuits here. We're re-regrouping. Let me just make sure everything looks good with our recording. Everything is great. So she's seeing her husband across the street, Supposedly. apparently. Friends and Allegedly. family are worried. She also started making some oddly religious comments about possessing the souls of Adam and Jesus Christ. Now, which Adam? We don't know. It could be Adam Carolla, Adam Lambert. Well, in, in 1972, Priscilla's eldest son returned home from army deployment and immediately became aware that something was wrong with his mother. Mm. She had fallen into alcoholism and had been outright just straight up delusional. I was just going to... Yeah, like sorry. Miss. Yeah, sorry no, to interrupt ahead. you. I kept thinking you were pausing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is this is the beginning of delusion, what we were just saying, which is a is not just, you know, a colloquial term. It's like it is something that is usually a symptom of mental illness, you know, when yeah. you start. And you can see, unfortunately, in, in some mental uh, illnesses and diseases, frankly, your cognition slowly deteriorates and you sort of start saying and behaving and acting and responding in ways that aren't typical. I think it's what scares a lot of people about yeah. elderly people having dementia and Alzheimer's yeah. and they start to forget and they mm -hmm. think, you know, someone's alive. And it's very, very scary kind of, you know, losing your mind, as the colloquial term says. But right. here's what's interesting about Priscilla, because a year later in 1973, Priscilla voluntarily committed herself to a mental health facility hmm. in Nevada. So that says something to me that she has some sort of wherewithal of thinking, like, maybe this isn't right. Maybe what I'm thinking isn't, quote-unquote, normal, whatever the fuck that means. It sure. seems a little outlierish. Yeah, atypical or whatever. Atypical, yeah. And once admitted, Priscilla was diagnosed with passive-aggressive personality, I've never really heard I, of that. I think as, I have. I feel that. like we all do. <laughs> Go on Twitter, and right, there's that. Right. Um, and bouts of hysterical episodes, which I have to say feels very female-oriented diagnoses from, like, from the, the 50s, 70s, 60s, yeah. 70s of doctors right. being like, she's just on her period. Like, she's, she's one of those hysterical she's, women. She's, a, she's emotional. She's hysterical. She's got her period. Right. But we'll see. Priscilla was treated, unclear with kind of what, and released from the facility. And a year later, in 1974, Priscilla was arrested for trespassing and was sent back to the mental health facility. Her daughter, Winter, who was now 11 years old, was removed from her custody, an act Priscilla spoke of as kidnapping, essentially. And wow. after her release from the psychiatric facility, Priscilla moved from Reno, Nevada, to Buffalo, New York, a little bit different, where she sought <laughs> help from the Catholic Charities of Buffalo. This is already starting to give me a little agita. Um, but in 1979, Priscilla was admitted to another psychiatric facility in Buffalo where she was formally diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. I wonder how they kind of bring this back to her shooting her husband. Like, yeah. I wonder, is it part of the self-defense? Is it, you know, having to be diagnosed just five years later from going from essentially like, She's got hysteric. She's got passive aggressive disorder to having paranoid to pa schizophrenia. Yeah, right. Is a pretty big jump. Like she's we're all one passive of those... aggressive in our in <sighs> our own ways. You know what I mean? We're all totally. have our bouts of pettiness. And we should say we are not psychologists, so we you know what passive aggressive whatever is we don't know. We're just kind of going right. off of uh, standard. 
spoke here, but at the same time, yeah, I think it's a pretty big jump. I would imagine, especially if they're just saying she's she suffers from hysteria to paranoid schizophrenia. And remember, this is now 1979. So, right. you know, psychology is a little more advanced. You know, there's a little more, I guess you could say, focus or not even focus. <laughs> what is the word I'm trying to say here? Um, <coughs> bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. There's a little more... Um, uh, emphasis? Yeah, like emphasis or even study, I would say, in psychology. I feel like, sure. you know, it's through the 50s. It's always changing. I mean, the yeah. DSM is, there have been five versions of it, so it definitely kind of changes. What's DSM? I don't even know. I, uh, I the Diagnostic Dr. Statistic Manual, basically. Uh, oh, excuse me. It's like oh. where homosexuality used to be considered a mental disorder. It was taken out of the DSM. Uh, oh, okay. I know so what you're saying So it's like now. it defines, yes. it's kind of like the Encyclopedia of Mental Disorders. Look at you. This is why we keep you on the show. This is why we keep you on the show. No, a number of reasons, but yes. (laughs) Um, That's the main one. Well, anyway, she was living in Buffalo. Yes. But now she moves to Maine. And in 1980, now now Priscilla living in Maine, she sought help from an attorney in reclaiming custody of Winter. Priscilla allegedly told her attorney that if she didn't get the help she was looking for, she would, quote, drive across the state and kill everybody she saw along the way. It's a pretty big threat, end quote. Yeah. And in November of that year, Priscilla began a drive from Maine to San Francisco. Oh, and during a drive, she stopped in Reno to cash a check and decided to stay in the city. Uh, she was hired as a seasonal gift wrapper at Macy's. So she kind of winds back up uh, closer towards yeah. the West Coast uh, than from the East Coast. And, I, you know, I have to think, too, in the 80s, given, you know, just vehicles in their day, you know, that's kind of a big task to go across the country um, in vehicles back then. Even and, today. I mean, like even today. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm just, I'm curious, you know, I think like, what is she leaving behind? What is she taking with her? Why? You know, there's a lot of questions here. But on November 27th, 1980, Thanksgiving Day, actually, Priscilla consumed a meal of crackers and wine before putting on a black cape and getting in her car to drive to the Meadowood Mall. This is like The Dark Knight when that came yeah. out. And then uh, oh, that's was right. Dylan Roof or who was it? What, it wasn't that the Colorado Springs... Was it the Colorado Springs? God, why am I blanking on it? It could have been Dylan Roof. Somebody who did the, who, into the theater. What was his, Dylan Roof did the church. Yeah. Um, I don't know his it, name. God, I, I feel his face. You see his face. Bald. Um, it's with an L. I'm going to, I'll look it up. But okay, anyway, sure. But yes, I feel like I, you, it makes you wonder what inspires people to do things like this, you know? I well, got to look it up. Sure, oh. look it up. I'll keep going though, because at the keep time, going. what is it? I just said keep going. Oh, keep going, sure. So at the time, her blood alcohol level was 0.16, which is pretty high. At 2.59 p.m. on her way to the mall, Priscilla jumped the curb with her car and began driving down the sidewalk, starting at around 20 miles per hour, quickly accelerating up to 40 miles per hour. Jesus Christ. Also, it was James Holmes in Aurora, Colorado. That's That's where I was confusing it. I was thinking it was Colorado, yeah. Yep. So now she's driving quickly, 40 miles per hour on the sub, or on the subway, on the sidewalk. She drove her car roughly 500 feet down two sidewalk blocks, crossing in front of several major clubs. In the span of just a few minutes, Priscilla struck 29 people with her car. Five were killed Jeez. instantly and 24 were injured. So that tells you how serious this is. 14 people were rushed to Washoe Medical Center, where two more later died from their injuries. According to an eyewitness report, quote, it looked as though someone had gone through the streets with a lawnmower mowing people down, end oh my quote. God. 
And we've heard of, of these in pop, you know, they've been in the news in the last couple of years, last 10 years. They're always horrifying. I'm thinking of one that happened in France. I remember in Nice, France a couple of years ago. It, they're not, it's not a pretty picture. Bodies of Priscilla's victims laid in the street along with dismembered body parts as well. When Priscilla stopped her car, she was quickly arrested and taken into custody. She did not resist arrest and even asked one of the deputies, quote, how many did I kill? So that tells you right there, you know, she had the intention or the expectation. I would say maybe even the hope that she was going to kill people. When she was told five or six, Priscilla allegedly responded, quote, good so that's the type of insidious person we're dealing with yeah i was gonna say so this is definitely a problem here this is not a lapse of judgment this is a cold-blooded killer yes and once in custody priscilla was questioned by authorities as to why she had committed such a senseless act priscilla stated that joan kennedy wife of then senator edward kennedy uh had instructed her to run over people in the street which, of course, makes no sense, but doesn't okay. doesn't really seem to track from a politician, yeah. let alone a politician's wife, but yeah. you never okay. know. She stated that she had specifically targeted Reno because the city's child welfare office had kidnapped, in her words, her daughter seven years prior. And we don't right. have the research or the details right off, off of the top of our heads here, but... I would love to know, like, was she in contact with Winter at all these years? You know, like, what was the situation there? And what was Winter feeling like yeah, right. during this time? Well, at the time, Winter had been placed in the care of Priscilla's relatives in Los Angeles, something Priscilla had allegedly been notified of years prior. As she waited for her blood alcohol levels to be tested, Priscilla allegedly spoke to a police officer stating, The more dead, the better. I deliberately plan mm. to get as many as possible. A Lincoln Continental can do a lot of damage, can it? Oh, boy. Like, so she was okay, in a Lincoln so is, Continental. And, premedi- and it proves premeditation. If she, like, right. if she allegedly said this. And if she did say it, then yeah. that proves me- premeditation. Yeah. Priscilla was charged with six counts of murder and 23 counts of attempted mm. murder. Although seven people had died during the attack, there were complications regarding charges with the seventh, hence the reason that she only got charged for six counts of murder, even though seven people were murdered. Mm. In January of 1981, a judge ordered that Priscilla be admitted to a mental health facility to retrieve to receive treatment until she was well enough to stand trial. And in August of that year, Priscilla was deemed mentally competent for trial, and her defense team entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. So similar at, conversations to last week's episode, which we were just exactly. talking about. Yeah. At trial, over 100 witnesses testified about Priscilla's rampage, and there were over 500 evidence yeah, exhibits in total between the defense and the prosecution. Obviously, she's not even trying to hide this. So yeah. there was a lot of clear witnesses when she's driving on the fucking sidewalk and during the trial priscilla took the stand testifying to the jury that she was quote as happy as i could possibly be on the day of the killings Mm. clearly this woman is not right mentally she went on to comment quote i am a state of mind that i am in heaven later telling the jury that she was the reincarnation of jesus christ the prosecution showed her photos of each of her six victims and for each photo asked her were you as happy as you could be and in a heavenly state when you ran into this person? Priscilla replied yes to each photo. Oh, my God. And she went on to explain to the jury that she had been remorseful in private, but when asked if she cared about her victims, she commented, how can I care? Is there anything I can do? Feeling good, feeling good doesn't do any good for them. You know what would have been good for them? Maybe not for mow down them yeah. and kill these fucking people. Like, yeah. Are you kidding? The defense later referred to her testimony as, I'm sure no surprise here, 
public suicide, which yeah. is fucking true because yeah. the way to sway your jury, if you want, is to provide empathy. And that is what the defense attorneys are trying to provide here when they defend their victims is a little bit of empathy, a little bit of knowledge of what went down to try and humanize them. And yeah. if your witness is going to go up there and be like, fuck all these people, I was happy to kill all these people, I wish I killed more, you're not going to get a lot of empathy. No, probably not. I like that you got a little closer to the microphone when you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Priscilla's daughter, Winter, actually also testified, informing the jury that her mother had taught her to smoke marijuana when she was only nine years old. She, was also no- uh, she also noted that Priscilla often spoke to her about plans to have Winter artificially inseminated to bring forth a virgin-birthed messiah. I don't even know how to comment on that. They would want that, right? Like that's what God's thinking. Like let's have nine-year-olds smoke and get pregnant, so that way they can be a messiah. That's that's God's plan. That's normal. Gotta be. Gotta be. On March twentieth, nineteen eighty-two, the jury found Priscilla guilty on all counts. It took the jury thirteen hours to make their ruling, which is nothing. On March 29th, after deliberating for nine more days, the jury sentenced Priscilla to death by gas chamber. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a tough one. In her statement to the court, Priscilla said only, quote, I would like to be left alone to die in peace. However, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I wonder, and even though there's double jeopardy, so she's not going to get convicted for a crime that she was already acquitted of, but I wonder how that changed the perception of her husband dying, of her baby daddy dying being yeah. shot by priscilla like yeah. i wonder if his family had changed his opinion or their kids changed their opinion on that right and that incident like was it really self-defense was it not it could have been i'm not saying it it wasn't well i'm just saying it might color it a little bit now knowing what we kind of know about priscilla it's and interesting. That, and that was allegedly at a time where people weren't noticing her mental deterioration yet so right. they may have just chalked it up to be self-defense when really it was something more insidious as well right Um, So she wanted to die in peace. However, Priscilla's defense team carried on with a lengthy appeal process, attempting to get her sentence reduced from death to life in prison without parole. Her legal team changed hands several times, as you might expect, and one of the key appeal citations was that of inadequate legal defense at her initial trial. However, the prosecution team held that due to Priscilla's mental state, she was unlikely to ever be executed. Well, Priscilla spent 23 years on death row at the Southern Nevada Women's Correctional Center until she passed away at the age of 75 from complications of emphysema. Throughout the decades-long ordeal, the prosecution firmly believed that Priscilla knew right from wrong, which is what Darren and I have been talking about earlier in this episode and last episode. After her death, one of the lead prosecutors commented to the press, quote, she was angry that day, and what and what she did was what she attempted to do. She stayed angry and probably died angry. And quote. to be fair, that does track to having that passive aggressive disorder yeah. of being like, I'm holding That's a grudge. True. I just don't know from any sort of medical standpoint here of it as in like how do we relate, you know, her probably being angry, her obviously having a temper issue, but also feeling like she was in heaven. And God knew when she was killing those people. Maybe that's something to do with, like, she's only happy when she's in her state of evil and feeling... (laughs) I don't know. It's it's complicated. It's sad all around because she had kids and that's what she, you know? And I was going to say that. You know, there was a moment as we were doing this research and as we were doing the show today where I was like, you know, listen, 
I'm not, obviously, I am not justifying anything that she's done, but I can understand maybe being upset with the state or the system or the government, whatever you want to call it, for quote unquote kidnapping your daughter, even if it was for the best intentions. I don't know how I would react as a parent. Listen, I'm a mother of all these children listening to Shaken and Disturbed. We got a lot of kids going yeah, on. Yeah, we got a lot John. of kids. We have- you and I have been procreating for quite some time <laughs> right? now. I don't think you realize it. Yeah. And not to make light of it, but it is kind of like, you know, I will never probably, I don't expect to be a parent. Maybe I will one day, but I just can't imagine what that feels like. And then what then happens, especially if someone has an underlying mental illness, how that triggers and exacerbates other problems that are going on that would lead to something you know, something like this. So it's a really tragic case all around and our hearts go out to the victims and their families of this very senseless, I wouldn't call it an act of passion. It was premeditated to me. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I know we talk a lot of TV at NMR, but um, Mm -hmm. did you ever see the dropout with, uh, about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos? You know Theranos, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, And you know, Theranos' whole idea was like, figure out basically everything that could be wrong with you in a drop of blood, right? And it gives you this, it might test that you have cancer before anyone else can figure it out. Okay. I sort of, and even though it ended up being a hoax and didn't yeah. end up working, but I do sort of wish there was kind of that, and maybe in the future there will be that, I think that's probably is, about yeah. like maybe finding mental illness before, like yeah. so a chemical imbalance of some sort, as much as we can physiologically yeah. about those things. I'm not sure that we could necessarily like find out if there's PTSD, but if there was some sort of chemical imbalance or you notice that maybe a person's frontal lobe wasn't the same as the other yeah. person's, like maybe that's going to affect them. Like I just think that that would solve so many issues of just homelessness and crime and, and our prison systems if there was just some sort of way to like streamline it. But obviously... We're working on it. You yeah. Know, I'm sure they are. Yeah. And to add to that, it would also, I feel like, adjust the stigmas that come with not just the crimes that are committed, but the, you know, like I think about Aaron Hernandez, for example, who after, oh, yeah. he, you know, who died in oh, prison yeah. and, you know, committed murder and whatever else he was up to. But then they looked at his frontal lobe and it was so CTE, unbelievably, dude. yeah, d- damaged. And it's like, Yes, he did those things. He should be punished for those things. But at the same time, what what are we doing as a society if we're not looking at that and saying he is a product and a and an effect of something horrible that is physiologically wrong with him? He didn't just wake up one day and and decide to go murder. Like this was something that was and just and then like think about all the things we don't know about the mind and how that works just yet. So you know, I don't know. I'm not empathizing again. Like, I am not empathizing with killers. I think our roles here as yeah, podcasters is you think about this stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, and I've talked about N. Kemper. It's not saying that, like, what yeah, exactly. they did. You, you can kind of have two simultaneous thoughts in your head. And yes. Like, you know, yes. this person is, like, obviously did something horrible. Obviously, there's no excuse yeah. for it. While also being, like, but did they kind of have a choice? Like, did they grow up in an environment of which they could become anything other than this horrible yeah. fucking thing? And well, that's you just made a really great point. Provides color to it. Sorry, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I keep I keep thinking you're pausing, and I'm, I apologize. But you said you know there's no excuse for it. But wait a minute. What if there is an excuse, and we can right. get to that excuse, and we can, you know, pr- uh, premeditate. What's the word I'm thinking? Um, Pre, you know, pre-diagnose, it's a, or pre-diagnose, something, yeah, or something like something in that way, yeah, and then we can divert 
you know, with therapy or whatever, this person from doing that. Anyway, I'm just getting caught up in my thoughts and words here, but I think you guys... Let's end up possibly on some listener shout-outs. That's right. Let's do that. Why don't you take the first one? Well, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to some of our newest Patreon subscribers this week. we got Gina and Jesse and uh, Heather. We appreciate your support of the show. That is so very fun. Welcome uh, to being a little radish, uh, <laughs> rolled off the tongue there, and uh, always exciting announcements on our Patreon. We really appreciate any and all support. Absolutely, and very special shout out to my friends, Carla and Jeff, who Smokey. have Smokey, Smokey. That's right, Smokey and Mittens' parents, who are yep. longtime fans of our show. Darren, over the weekend, I officiated their wedding in New Jersey. But the uh, big, yeah, but the big party is coming up in Mexico. This was sort of the formal marriage, if you will. So either way, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to the happy couple. And of course, their children's kittens, mittens and Smokey. Carla and Jeff, first off, congrats, yada, yada, yes. yada. But secondly, <coughs> and most importantly, why wasn't I invited to at least walk <laughs> mittens and Smokey down the aisle? That's... I was surprised that they weren't. I, I asked Jeff. Uh, uh, I would think that I could be the person. Imagine to come in. you take mittens, I take Smokey, or what? Whatever. Or I we could want. take both. Yeah. Let's not get greedy. Here, I know. John. I agree. Yeah, that's true. I was busy at the front, you Although, know, marrying them. You are a cat lover now, so maybe I, I've you, always maybe been. you do yeah. get a little maybe you do get a little possessive of of the cats here and You're, there. Wasn't it yeah. Jeff and Carla who, by the way, that when we first started doing our zooms for Patreon, and they came on with Smokey, and I was like, oh, but I didn't yeah. know the name, and I was like, oh my god, it's little a, Smokey. Yeah, I was like, and you were like, wait. What? And I was like, it looks like a little smokestack, like a little smoky. And you're like, That's my brain the name. My brain was already not really working as it usually isn't. But then when yeah. you said the name, I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, did she? Did she has she met What's this that? cat? They just got it. And yeah. then you, and then I was like, oh yes, that's crazy. You said that because its name is Smoky. So perfect. Well. Yeah. Well, we just wanted to thank you to everyone who has signed up for Patreon. Like I said, if you haven't yet. We obviously really hope that you will. There's always exciting things to happen, but of course we appreciate all the support. Yes, and your support keeps our show going for as little as $5 a month. And if you sign up annually, it's even cheaper than that. I think you get like 15% off. That's cheaper, guys, than like a Starbucks drink. Because by yeah, the way, not let me cheaper tell you. than a Dunkin' Donuts drink because they have a better bang for your buck, but Starbucks. Bar. Well, we're not gonna get into that at the end of the show, but that's wrong. So that- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and obviously, if you can't support that way, we always appreciate you rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. That little goes a long way. And uh, we've got one more thank you to do, right, John? That's right. And that, of course, goes to our lovely and amazing researcher, Megan. We need to get her back on the show. She's taken too long of a break. She was moving, blah, blah, Fuck blah. Fuck Megan. I mean, sorry. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm always a little late on that, aren't I? A little late. So little one, late. two, three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. We love you. Always, always great with the research. And guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another case on Shaken and Disturbed. Bye. Bye.